Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Salvation is at the mercy of confession. What saith it? The word is near you. Even in your mouth. The word of faith which we preach is in your mouth. That if you believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth you will be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made so salvation can show up. One of the things that we must, must, you must be a master of is master your emotions in the presence of God. Because your emotions can lead you away from the presence. You can be in the presence, but today I really don't feel nice. At that, listen, you'll be sinking when others are floating. The same presence that is keeping people afloat, it will help you. Because your emotions are determining your outreach, how you are reaching out, how you are pursuing. So one of the things you must be a master of is your emotions. What do I mean? Sometimes it takes an overriding of your emotions to be able to speak forth. Yeah. Usually when your emotions, all right, let me put it this way. Whatever you are filled with in you will eventually overflow in your mouth. So in Acts chapter 2 verse 4 it said, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And what happened? They began to speak. In Acts chapter um, 10 verse 44 and it says that whilst Peter yet speak, the Spirit of God fell upon all those who did. And what? They began to speak in tongues because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 4 verse 31 the Bible talks about how when they had prayed it's like almost every time I had to quote the scripture. Like when they had prayed you, you, you must if you're a member of Christ this is one of the scriptures that you must know of her. And when they had prayed, the place where they had assembled shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Is that the end of the story? And what happened? And they speak. They speak. When you are filled with the Spirit, you speak. The Bible says in the Luke chapter 1 verse 41. And it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary that the baby in the womb, uh, the, baby, the baby in the womb leapt for joy and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And what happened? Look at the next verse. What happened? And she spoke. When you are filled, whatever fills you comes out. So when you are filled with something that makes you laugh, what happened? When you are filled with sorrow, when you are filled with anger, very sweet to burst out. Yeah. When you are filled with lust, hey baby, hey baby, 
<laughs> so, when you are filled with yourself, almost every statement is about me, I, me, ask for me, ask for me. So, whatever fills you comes out. Now, watch this. Why did I say that? So, when you come into God's presence, there are times you are filled with the tiredness of the day. You are filled with boredom and so much that if you are not careful, that will override or that will naturally, you, it will make you flow away from yeah, God. Yeah. But when you are in the presence of God, you have to move into an overriding state to override anything that is not in conformity with God's word. So that you have to, by design, intentionally speak out some things based on what you are discovering in God's word or based on the agreement and how the word coming from God is resonating with your spirit in spite of the way you feel. You choose to speak and as you speak, you override the condition and guess what? It is not just what is happening, but as you speak, situations begin to line up Oh, come on, Ragaba Shadahaya. That's one of the reasons why we shout. shout. He said, With the mouth, confession is made so salvation can be actualized. So, what you don't say, you can't see in your life. If you want to see it, you gotta say it. Genesis 1.3, Genesis 1.6, Genesis 1.9, Genesis 1.11, Genesis 1.14, Genesis 1.20, Genesis 1.24, Genesis 1.26, Genesis 1.29. God said, God said, God said, and what happened? That 131 and God saw. So what you are saying is eventually what you will see. That is why faith is invalidated by confession. If the confession is not in line with faith, it's actually fake. Faith must be actualized and is usually demonstrated with speaking. As a kind of speaking that does not start from the mind or from the feeling. It's a speaking that starts from the heart that has been inspired by faith. So first of all, faith must come. And if faith has come, it's that we also have the same spirit of faith. Therefore, we speak. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We have the same spirit of faith. Therefore, we speak. He says that uh, we having the same spirit of faith, according to us, is written, I believe, and therefore have, have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak. Why am I saying all these things? I'm just preparing somebody to orient you, to format you for what God is about to do today. These things I'm saying is not because I just, 
don't know. I didn't prepare to say this, but it's a formatting process. I step here and prophetically, I just can see some people need a bit of balance here. We need to format. So when you are ready, when you are ready and God moves, you catch. When I see somebody catching tonight, I see somebody zooming in tonight. I see somebody tapping in tonight. Oh, your story is changing tonight. Oh, your situation is changing tonight. Oh, your condition is changing tonight. I speak prophetically over your life. I declare prophetically over your life that your story is changing. Your condition is changing. Your situation is changing. If you believe in shout, yes, Lord. We believe and therefore we speak. We believe and therefore we speak. Sometimes you have to change allegiance by virtue of the way people speak. No, 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 no. Change company. Change company. Bible says, how forcible in Job. How forcible are right ways. It's so forceful, you can't, you can't resist it. Stronger than bulldozer. How forcible are right words. So if you are not in the right words company international. <laughs> it's important. All around the world, your association, even on social media. That's why it's an international company. It must be right words company. Right words, because right words are forcible. They enforce that's here the Lord. They enforce that's the purpose of God. They enforce it. How forcible are right words? How forcible are right words? Your words will change your world. And this evening is a very special night for somebody. Your hunger, your faith and determination. Your hunger, your faith and determination will make it the night to be remembered. <laughs> One of the reasons why it's good to be in church is and not just be in church and also to have a sound spiritual leader or leaders is that you get to learn the ways of God. Actually, the removal of your burdens, so long as Jesus is concerned, has a lot to do with what you are learning. Matthew chapter 11, verse 27 says that, come on, verse 28, come on to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I'll give you a, ah, we stop there, but 29, it says that, take my yoke upon yourself and learn. Watch, learn. Learn. The removal of the yoke has a lot to do with who you are learning. 
is who you are learning. When we come to church, some of these things I'm talking about, about speaking, about shouting, about certain behavior, adjustment, about honor, about uh, forgiveness, mercy. I spoke about mercy. All these things, you are learning Christ. You are learning. And once you get to know these things, it's like someone who has passed their driving practical driver's test. You know how to reverse it. Obey. You know, some of you, people thought you could never drive. Yeah. Before you started driving and all that, you yourself thought, because you scratched the learning, the car you were listening to. On the, the cab, at the cab, you spoiled a lot of the, the wheel cap. Was, you have destroyed a lot of wheel cap. The first time I started, I used to wonder, am I supposed to look at the speedometer and at the same time look on the road? And how do I find the gear? Which is number one, number two? How do I do all these things at the same time? How can I coordinate them? You wonder how do I coordinate gear number one? Where is it? Is it here or there? How do I know? And then press this one. Where, which one am I pressing? <laughs> but I still got the speedometer and then look on the road. And then every now and then look at the driver's mirror. What's, what's going on? I, I, I thought this is not possible. But now I can be driving and drinking tea. And <laughs> And then just my hand is on the steering like that because I know the gears everywhere is already and stuff like that. You know, after you learn it over a period of time, it becomes like natural, your nature. And it's very difficult for anyone to bully you or take advantage of you. And so when you learn Christ and you learn of Christ, then in church, after a while, you know you have the wisdom for mastery in life. Raising your children, uh, marrying, doing important things in life, doing ministry. There are some stupid things you can't do. Because you are too smart and wise. So then when you find yourself in church, that's one of the things that must be happening. Besides prayer and all that, you must have an encounter with Jesus through learning him. Over a period of time, you, are, you know what to do. You know what you can say. The doctor says something, go, hey, I'm dead. You know, you know there are things you can't say unless you choose to work against your conscience. But you know some things you can't say. You know some things you can't do. You know some things you can't, you can't just feel comfortable about doing. Some places you can't go when you begin to learn of Christ. Now, so it's important to understand coming to church, this is a, a major role it plays. But secondly, I want you to understand to, uh, I want you uh, as well to understand that um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, verse 4, verse um, 5, verse 6, talking about how God has made us able ministers. Verse 5, said not to think of anything of ourselves, but not that we are sufficient in ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Say, our sufficiency is of God. Our sufficiency is of God. Or 
watch this. It's not just talking about what you are receiving. This text is in line with what you are giving. Look at the next verse. The next verse. Sufficient. Who has made us able? A minister is someone who gives, not someone who takes. Okay. Who has made us able ministered, ministers, not according to the letter, but of the spirit. So we are ministers of the spirit. Why? Because the spirit gives life. So life. So we are ministers to minister life into somebody's situation via the spirit. That is the difference between a spirit-filled or an anointed or a God-ordained minister and someone who is also doing something. A God-ordained minister ministers spirit into your life and ministers life into your life, into your marriage, into your health, into your situation. I see somebody catching life in the name of Jesus. You don't catch it because it was said. You catch it because you received This is some of the way you learn. You catch it, not because you are here, the pastor say, God bless you, and so you are blessed. No. They can say, God bless you, and it just jumps onto you. Go to the next person who say, Amen. <laughs> God works with man always in every human endeavor. God works. So God will work with me to speak into the church and speak into your life. And now he will work with you to enforce his word in your life. So it is never, the work of God on earth is never unilateral. It's a corporate work. So, he said, not according to the letter, but according to the spirit. For, for the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. The spirit gives life. So in John chapter 6, Verse 63, Jesus said, these words I speak to you. He said, it is the spirit that quickens. It is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. For the words which I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. So as you keep listening to message, you are actually catching the spirit upon the person. There's no way you can catch the anointing of my life just by looking at me. <laughs> you catch it by listening. By listening. And another, another way is by hanging around. But when you hang around, you tend to be listening more. So you catch, you catch a spirit upon a man through his speaking because when he speaks, he releases of his spirit. Whatever spirit you are contained uh, that, that you are you, 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 you are carrying what you are contained whatever when you speak it's your, of the spirit that you are speaking Jesus said the light, the words I speak are spirit they are life words are spirit so in the book of Luke chapter 1 again verse 41 it says that and when Elizabeth heard the salutation of a human being baby who is not active who is not aware of anything? He knew a spiritual person has appeared. The baby started leaping. I mean, leaping, not kick. He leaped. He leapt. He leapt for the baby jumping in the mother's room. Baby jumping in mother's room because somebody said hello. <laughs> somebody just came and said hello. Baby said ah. Baby leapt in the mother's womb. Wow. Verse 41. 
Maybe 11, 11. And Elizabeth was filled. With the whole, how? Mary's greetings. Mary's greetings. Filled. So who told you your situation is final? When you can have access to anointed ways. Listen. She was pregnant supernaturally with John the Baptist. But if John the Baptist had been born without the encounter with Mary, she needed Mary's encounter because Mary was carrying something superior, carrying something stronger, carrying something powerful. And Mary didn't stay with her before she caught it. As soon as she heard Kababashada, as soon as she was filled with the spirit and she opened her mouth, she spoke and said, Blessed are you amongst women. Blessed and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And she, she herself, you see, in 41, 41 is an account. It's the story being narrated. So it's, and this happened to her and this is a story being told. But 43 is her own account. So 43 said, and she uh, 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 said, why should the mother of my Lord come to, to me? That 44, watch this, 44, he said, for lo, as soon as the voice, as soon as I heard it, something happened to me. It says that the spirit giveth life. As soon as I heard the greetings, I heard, and you are not just hearing greetings, you are hearing prophecies. Magada Shagaya, I prophesy over your life. I prophesy over your life that the power of the evil one will no longer be able to hold you for. Nothing will be able to keep you down. Nothing can hold you down. Nothing can keep you down. In the name of Jesus, no force of hell, no power of darkness, no programming of hell will be able to keep you down. In the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 10, verse 44, it's a scripture I also quote always. Whilst Peter was speaking, what happened? Ah. It's like his voice activated. Before Holy Ghost, uh, before Siri and Go, hey Google, and all Alexa and all those crazy stuff. Holy Spirit, as whilst Peter yet speak. The problem, one of the things I, want, I need you to learn, which is a problem of some people, is you don't have to wait for a special time in the service. Every moment of the, the service is a special moment. It depends on your faith, your thirst, and your understanding. That is why in the realm of the spirit, rich people who are rich in the realm of the spirit are people with insight. It's your insight that changes your status in the spirit. It's your insight. 
It's your insight. When you have certain insight, you practice. Others may be practicing what you are practicing, but your result will be far different because you are operating with a certain insight. So when you have an insight about a service, you don't wait for a time pastor starts to speak. You don't wait for a time where we are laying hands. You don't wait for a time of prayer. Every aspect, you just know that I'll stand upon my rampant and I will watch. Some miracles have already occurred. You will not miss your season. You will not miss your hour. You will not miss your moment. You will not miss your opportunity. In the name of Jesus. By the rivers of Babylon, where we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. Psalm 137 verse 1 downwards. But they who carried us away captivity required of us a song. Saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. And he said, but how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? <laughs> the, the heathen that took us away captivity, they knew that there were some songs of Zion. Zion is the gathering center of God's people. And there are certain practices, certain behaviors that are that they are just Zionic. When you are out, you just know we do it. But much of it might not even make sense to you. That's why we have to learn of Christ. Because the world does not know us. Because they don't know him. That's why they don't know us. First John chapter 3 verse 2. They don't know us because they don't know him. And so then when we begin to do certain things of Zion, like the songs of Zion, like shouting, like saying amen, like praying, like behaving like mad person, you know, like, wait, wait, wait. How many of you have ever gone to a place where you see, some of you have experienced that, not even gone to a place, you see a group of people who give so much honor to their pastor, that you begin to feel these people are doing it too much. I don't know if you have felt that before. Some of you can't raise your hand because you feel guilty. <laughs> you feel like these people, why are they doing See, the devil replicates a lot of things that we learn of Christ. That when you are in the world, it doesn't make sense. You can tell, well, this is disgusting. But in Christ, in fact, that is a similar pattern. Because those patterns carry divine audacity or the divine ordinations to release testimonies into people's lives. Yeah. To release testimonies into people's lives. And so, when people are in the world, they say, why, why do you have, how many of you have heard someone say, but you have to go to church every time. Watch this. In their world, it doesn't make sense. But in your world, you feel sorry for them. You, you just don't know. Some can't understand. Why would you give your money to church? Listen, money is meant to go. It's going whether you, if you give whether you give it to you have to choose to give it to God because something will take it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah! Tell me something, just take it. Something, just take it. Yeah. Sale can take it. Yeah. Sale can take it. Somebody's birthday party. Something, take it. A shoe will take it. Or parking fine will take it. Broken washing machine will take it. Landlord might take it. Surcharge might take it. Hairstyle might take it. Yeah. Extra eyelashes. You know, sometimes you go and buy something and later you regret I've spent so much money. This is useless. Yeah. Yeah. That's the devourer. You don't pay your tithe. Uh, useless eyelashes will take that money. Yeah. You pay so much money for this wig and you can't even wear it because it's smaller than your head. learn Christ. So, there are people who are in church, but every time they have something to complain about Christ, about church. Something. And they, they have a way of separating um, so, so, okay. Hold your hand. Join your hands. Yeah, they say, okay, me, this one is church. This is Christ. They separate Christ from the church. It's Christ. It's me. It's... <laughs> Me, me is between. Where is, where is Christ? Where is he? Wow. You, 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 they lack insight. They lack insight. For your information, by the leadings of God, with all humility, by the leadings of God, I declare today's meeting. If I had not said we are not meeting here, you will be here. Oh. You don't know. <laughs> Sit down and think. Yeah. Not by my whims, because that's why when God puts you in a position, there's a responsibility for it. Not by my whims, but just let's all say, let me speak like uh, I, I can declare tomorrow we are, we are praying uh, for the past seven years. Have we to be doing June fast every time? Yeah. Is it not 30 days? Yeah, you can stop the fast. That's true, for your birthday. Yeah, I can stop it for your birthday. <laughs> That's how serious it is. That's how serious it is. Why are you still standing? Those who choose to sit, there might be legitimate reason. But most of you won't sit down. Unless there's a reason. You know, sometimes, depending on what a person might be going through. But we are all standing because I haven't said anything. I'm just talking. You have to still keep standing waiting. <laughs> and then somebody will tell you, oh, that man, that, that pastor, why are you people, why not? What else we do? In fact, you have come here yourself to come and watch. Who asked you to come? It's the pastor who called the meeting and you are coming. And he said, but what's the pastor? What's the pastor? You lack understanding. That's why your testimony is very far. So there are things we do in the kingdom with insight which the world find very 
unacceptable or the backsliding. Those who are backsliding or already backsliding, they don't see why, why, why I, I, do I have to fast again? Do I have to go in church every time when you don't go and they are calling, calling? Do have, uh, it's a backsliding language. It's a backsliding. David said, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. Your heart is cold. That's why you're talking the way you're talking. That's why you're talking. You can go and tell anybody, I don't care. You go, I'm a coward. You tell, you know what? They know themselves. You can go and tell, listen, you're backsliding. That's why you're talking like that. Satan is waiting for you on the other side. Yeah. He will meet you. I'm telling you, you talk like that, he'll meet you. And he will fuck you. If you are proud, you can't come back until you are on a stretcher. It's critical. If you are proud, you can't come back. But if you are not proud, you come back and realize that I need this. Yeah. And so there are things we do in church that don't let anyone talk you down. But make sure you have biblical insight. Make sure you have biblical insight. Don't underestimate the man God uses. Like, don't insult God. Don't insult God. God has chosen that this is the vessel I will use and you are taking on him, but God can't use him like that. Don't insult God. If, 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 the, um, 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 the king Azarus asks, is it uh, Haman? What shall be done for the one the king desires to honor? The king has chosen that you are the one I will honor. What shall be done for that person? You can't tell the queen that no. People, what people desire to do, they can. No, no. The king said, I want to honor this person. He said, he said, okay, then go and do it for you. My enemy? Yeah, the king said, I want to honor him. He has to just follow what the king. So you might not like the person, but if God has chosen to put his honor on that, just follow God because you are on the, on the side of God. That's how it works. Insights. Someone say insights. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.